ko Superman to ko ingawa, ko te korero o te kura tūturu. I'm Sue Berman and you're listening to Real Gold. Kura Tūturu, Real Gold is a podcast series that explores the story behind the Tonga and the Auckland Library's heritage collections. It's the month of December and we are here in the reading room of Level 2 Tāmaki Pātaka Kōrero to have a look at the case this month and with me I have Bridget Simpson who is the Newspaper and Serials Librarian for Heritage. Kia ora Bridget. Kia ora. And Zoe Colling who's the Heritage Engagement Librarian. Kia ora. Kia ora. And what a beautiful looking cabinet. I love this poster on the wall. Um, it's got a tui on it and it's a Christmas number, 1911. Um, and so as always invite people to come up and have a look for this themselves. But let's have a, a description of what we're looking at this month. So we've got um, two Women's Weekly, New Zealand Women's Weeklies here from the 1960s and one's got a cover of a woman there looking a little bit fed up with lots of Christmas presents. She looks great, doesn't she? She does, I love the how fact to, she's... How to do twice as much in half the time, well, that'd be quite useful. <laughs> and that's, from, I think, from the 4th of December. And then the other one's got some cute little kittens, another kind of Christmassy thing. And then we've got um, a New Zealand freelance, the Weekly News and the New Zealand Observer, and they are all um, kind of Christmas issues and looking gorgeous and people used to kind of stick them on the wall um, of their houses or wherever they lived because they're so pretty. And they're all weekly publications, started in kind of mid to late 18th, 19th century and carried on until, well, the weekly news kept going until 1971 and then TV came along and people didn't need it because it used to link isolated communities together and um, if you lived you know on a farm somewhere you could read all about what was going on around the world and also in other communities so it's brought people together like that. Okay so it sort of it, it ranged from having both local news to international, international features. News and royalty and people and a lot they're all pictorial so they had lovely pictures of people's um, farms and homesteads and beach scenes and bahutakawas and Right. <laughs> children on beaches, um, so they're all very pretty. And, and the New Zealand Observer? That was the same thing, so actually it's all quite incestuous, like the New Zealand Observer and the Freelance, they were one thing and then someone else, um, the New Zealand Observer, New Zealand Freelance became more Wellington publication and it was um, run by the Geddes family, G-E-D-D-I-S, and the father eventually died and the brothers took over. And then, then they died, unfortunately, quite soon. And Esme, the daughter, took over the New Zealand freelance. And I've got it written up here, but it said she was the, um, the first woman in New Zealand to run a significant city-based newspaper. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. And so what year are we in around this time? It's sort of so I think the end of the century. Yeah, well, I think it's about the 30s. Okay. And the New Zealand Observer was kind of run from Auckland, um, but it wasn't as popular as the Weekly News. Got absorbed by the Weekly News, and then eventually they all kind of died, and the Weekly News kept battled on until the 70s. Right. And the Women's Weekly, which has had a long life, hasn't it? Just looking at um, this book by Frances Walsh called Inside Stories, A History of the, the New Zealand Housewife, 1890 to 1975. Mm. Um, 
and I was thinking about this book because I remembered when Elspeth, um, one of our photographs librarians, had to do a lot of image searching for it. And I think a number of our New Zealand Women's Weekly covers were digitised for it. But right at the start of the book, there's um, a letter from the Prime Minister in 1932, George Forbes, um, and he addresses um, housewives of New Zealand at the in their um, inaugural issue. So, um, yeah, it's quite an interesting letter. This, this, one of the first sentences is, there is no doubt that a large share of the troubles arising out of the strenuous and anxious times through which the world is at present passing falls on the shoulders of our women. And then, of course, you know, this year... With yes, what happened with the media, um, um, shut down and we lost a lot of publications but uh, it's been quite exciting because um, well they've been taken over again by Mercury Capital picked up some um, of the magazines and right. they carried on and, and so fact, Women's Weekly has one, managed one to sustain keep going and the <laughs> listener and actually it's been quite interesting because lots of other magazines have started up like Haven Index um, what's the other one? We are here, or oh yeah, here, here is now, or here. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but they're really quite gorgeous. And the one called the Shepherdess, which is playing for New Zealand farming woman, and it's really out there. I love the covers. It's always got these kind of out there gorgeous kind of pictures. Yeah. And so we are, of course, adding these yes, to our collection, <laughs> and we have quite a, a, a kind of a diverse and, and broad and deep collection, oh, don't we? So we do. So we've got <laughs> we've got um, ones going right back. We've got so many overseas publications. Um, the contrast is quite interesting because we've got mm. all the year round, which is. Um, which was a British weekly literary magazine owned by Charles Dickens, and we've got it from its first volume in 1859. And then we've got yachting magazines like Sea Spray right from volume one, and that started in 45. And New Zealand Farmer, which is a terrific one, that started, you know, back in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. and, and then we've got all these kind of new exciting ones as well. And we've got them right back to the first volume, so it's quite in our basement, looked yeah. after really well. Um, I was thinking about the breadth and depth of our magazine collection, and I read Middle March this year and noticed in part of the book it mentions this serial called The, Keep the Keepsake, and there's a bit in the book where a character gives this short, scornful laugh and tosses up his chin as if in wonderment at human folly, and another character says, what are you laughing at so profanely? And then he says, I wonder which would turn out to be the silliest, the engravings or the writing here. <laughs> so that's talking about the keepsake. And um, Bridget helped me have a look for it in our collection. And we have holdings from around the time uh, George Eliot wrote Middlemarch, but not the particular issue um, oh, or true. that year that was referred to in the book. Yeah. Um, it's a nice bit of literary weaving that you've <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty geeky, like yeah. trying to go back to <laughs> the source material.
but um, well, that's, that's what part we're all of about, it, isn't it? Part of our jobs. Research. Um, and I was fascinated, you know, there is something obviously about the content, but also something about the aesthetic that's very appealing um, and the design. And you mentioned that with these beautiful, uh, colourful and um, illustrated covers that people would put them onto, yeah, their, I love that. onto their walls. Yeah. And I mean, looking at this poster, I would be very happy yeah, with that so. on my wall <laughs> And I love, I love that little thing that um, Ian E. Grant wrote in his, his book about newspapers, Last Impressions, and he mentioned about the weekly news, how people would use it for all kinds of things, like um, insulating between the blankets of their children's beds, or you would find it on on the walls is insulation with, you know, kind of wallpaper going over the top. And people often say when they're doing renovations, they find all these pink covers of the weekly news and things. So it's more than just a <laughs> weekly publication. They had long lives. They had long lives. Yeah. Um, we were thinking about including um, some international oh, yeah. publications in this display. So Bridget and I looked at um, New Yorker covers because they often have humorous um, Christmas covers, um, as well as um, some, yeah, some other publications like yeah. the New Scientist, which happened to have um, Christmassy, right. sciencey themed yeah. covers too. But we stuck with um, New Zealand ones yeah. in the end because they work best together. Good. Other magazines that we have um, are quite lo-fi um, or mm, not professionally published. Um, a friend of Mine, who lives on Great Barrier Island, published The Island Breeze, and that was um, almost zine-like. Mm. Um, I think she um, printed it on her home printer and got contributions from friends of hers on the island, and she was really rapt to know that Auckland Libraries was keeping copies of that very small but lovely community magazine. Awesome. Adding to really to the the oh, breadth, we've got isn't a it? Huge collection of community magazines and local mag magazines and magazines from throughout the country, actually, mm. which reflect the community, you know, the local history and social history. And no, so it's lovely. It's a wealth of wealth of publications. Right. Um, and given this December. Um, exhibition or display there is also a reference to Christmas and um, I see here some cards that we've produced. Is, do one of you want to talk about the cards? This one is from Aristotle's Metaphysica. Mm. I'll be struggling to find the Christmassy reference, I'm sorry. Well, Can't read you Latin. Open it up. <laughs> oh, you have to open it up and read the message. Wishing, wishing you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> and peace and prosperity in the coming year. Yeah, nice. So these cards are available for people to purchase, aren't they? Well, actually... Or are we just like giving them away? Giving, well, away. there you are. There's, yeah. a, um, there's a motivation for coming in yeah. this month. Um, they are beautiful uh, cards to be able to share. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take my cue from this early Women's Weekly on how to do twice as much in half the time by kicking off my shoes and <laughs> soaking my feet and, and have a wonderful break uh, and safe summer, everybody, and um, we'll thanks, see you in the new Sue. year. Thank you very much. Great, thanks, Sue. We invite you to visit the Heritage Collections Reading Room on Level 2 of Tāmaki Pātaka Kōrero, the Central City Library, to view items on display in the Kōratūturu Real Gold Case, or to request to view other items discoverable on the Kōra Heritage Collections Database.